Welcome back, everyone. This is Thomas Talks, your weekly podcast. And today I'm here with uh, Master Brunner from TriStar Karate. My first question is, do I address you as Master still? <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> oh, perfect. I remember that changed while I was there. What did it change from? There was, there was an old one and there was a new one, wasn't there? Or was it always Master? Well, I mean, I usually went by Mr. Brummett just because okay. uh, some people don't like the word Master. Uh, yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah, and so mostly I did with, you know, just Mr. Brummett. But, uh, you know, depending on the stages that you're in, there's master, senior master, associate professor, professor, you know, senior professor, and then on the way through. So, yeah, it depends on the rank you are, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is TriStar Karate, and what are some of the classes and programs you offer? Well, I would say, um, I mean, TriStar Martial Arts Academy has an eclectic style. Um, for me, my, my original style was, was Tung Sudo. So similar to Taekwondo, I'm sure you've, you know, you've heard of that before. Most of your listeners probably have, it's more popular than Tung Sudo. Uh, so Taekwondo and, and Tung Sudo are like brother sister arts, if you will. So that was my original art. And I just, I found that there were holes in, uh, traditional Tung Sudo. You know, if you get taken to the ground or, you know, some of the street self-defense, um, and so I went to other arts to kind of fill those. So we still implement and use the traditional Tung Sudo, but um, we also do grappling because I want my students to know how to defend themselves on the ground. Definitely. We also do American kickboxing because I need them to know how to stand up and protect themselves as well. And then if there's close quarters fightings, we actually use a, uh, a system called Haganah, which is a, it's, a, it's an Israeli fighting system. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's definitely good that you have more than just the one style of defending yourself. Uh, my neighbor actually, he got mugged and he knew karate or, you know, uh, in multiple stages of it. And that really helped him. Like he got bashed over the head, but he was still able to defend himself and get away uh, safely. But uh, how did you start karate? Oh, gosh. That's All right. So I was 17 years old and I was a lifeguard. <clears throat> okay. And I see these two little kids doing karate in the water together and they look like twins. And then after getting to know them, they actually were not twins. Uh, they were a couple of years apart, but they looked exactly like twins. And so I blew my whistle at them and I said, hey, I said, no karate in the pool. So they stopped, you know, they listened. Yeah. And then I blew my whistle at them again uh, almost immediately. And, and, and I said, hey, no swimming in the pool either. And they just kind of looked at me like, what? <laughs> so I got to talking to them. We kind of joked back and forth. On one of my breaks, I talked to their mom. Uh, she was in martial arts. And I'm thinking, man, this frail lady can, and she was like really tiny, right? Yeah. So I'm like, man, if this frail lady can do it, I mean, I can do it. And by the way, I mean, as I think most young men, I don't know how you were, but most young men always pretend like they know something that they don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I had always done like martial arts moves and watched martial arts stuff when I was a kid, but never did it. So at age 17, that's when I started my martial arts training. Uh, when did you know you wanted to make it into your life? Make it a full-time thing. Yeah, I didn't even realize that it was an option at first, to be quite honest with you. I was, I was in it for you know, close to seven years um, before I actually realized that it might be a viable opportunity for me to do that. And, and <clears throat> this was not motivation, but I will say this. I had a really close friend at the time that I, I told that I want to do this full-time. And I, and I had already you know, started doing it part-time. And they literally told me, uh, you'll never be able to do it full time. Wow. And I was like, are you serious? Like, you, you're a friend of mine. Why would you even say that to me? Yeah. And not to mention, he was a martial arts friend of mine, too. Yeah. Um, but 
needless to say, I've been doing it for almost 23 years now and about 21 years full-time already. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to say I proved them wrong, but you know. Definitely. I would have, I would have taken that as a challenge and definitely, <laughs> definitely took it full on. Um, uh, a lot of my viewers don't know. I'm actually a first degree black belt. Uh, I've trained here three years. I don't know when I started. I was probably... You were young. Yeah, very, very young. Uh, but I would say the three things I learned that were, you know, the three most important things I learned uh, was positivity, self-discipline, and self-defense. Uh, would you say that is still the main goals, or would you say that is the main goals, or what do you say if you pick three of the main things you teach? Uh, well, I'll answer your question, but let me just, okay. let me say this first, uh, is I, the way that we teach our martial arts, yes, of course, we're going to teach self-defense. I think to me, that's the icing on the cake. The cake are what you mentioned, because if you heard what you said, you, two of them were character development traits and, and yeah. one was just the physical self-defense. And I think the, the icing on the cake, like I said, is the, uh, the self-defense because that's what parents want their kids to learn if, if, if a uh, parent is bringing their child here. But more importantly, the cake, um, you know, really is the the character character development lessons that they learn. So yeah. the discipline, the focus, the positivity that you talked about. Yeah, I my goal is I want people to when they leave because nobody's going to stay forever. Except yeah. you know, you saw my two instructors here training with me here this morning, right? Yep. Uh, you know, they they they're lifers. That's not really that heard of, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when my students finally leave and they go out and they do their own thing like you are and everything, I want them, you know, at some point to go, man, it, like, especially if things happen in their life and things are hard, where, where, when and where was I happy? Yeah. And they could point to TriStar Martial Arts Academy and go, yeah, I was happy during those times. And then start asking the question, why? And then back to your point, the positivity, the, you know, the character development lessons, those things. So I would say for me, there's three main focuses. Um, one is the character development piece. The other is the physical fitness piece. And then the, the third is the self-defense. Awesome. I like that a lot. Um, uh, what are the differences between the forms of karate uh, studios and some of the forms of karate? Like, what, what, I guess what separates you um, and from different studios? Oh boy, <clears throat> sounds like I'm talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I would rather have somebody else do that, you know. But yeah. I, I would say, um, well, in our area, we're, we are the only full time martial arts school. Everybody else has a main job and then they come and they do this as a hobby. Okay. Uh, and I don't mean that in a degrading way because they could be a great instructor, you know what I'm Definitely. saying? So, uh, so, one, I think that separates us is that we. We definitely do, this isn't a hobby, this is our profession. So we're constantly learning uh, new ways to communicate, new ways to teach things, you know, uh, new ways to learn how people learn so that they can learn faster and better. Um, I think another thing that separates us is, um, you know, we are the only studio in town as well that has a, um, uh, an actual app that the students can use to watch classes that are on demand. Um, that has our video-based curriculum. I remember back when you did it, I used to sell DVDs. I don't know if you ever bought any, but uh, uh, you give a kid a DVD and it scratches and it's a $30 DVD and now the parents are a little angry that they got to buy another DVD, yeah. you know. So now it's all digital. It's, so we have an app, that type of thing. And then I think the, the other biggest thing is, you know, I mean, I run a Christian martial arts school. And so um, I'm not saying that other studio owners aren't Christians, um, but we're, we're definitely outward focused with that. 
Definitely. I didn't I did really like the Christian aspect of uh of karate. I really liked, you know, the the atmosphere, the happiness, the all that. But um I'm And I would say too, I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. Uh, we we hit all points of training when it comes to the physical training, and we talked about that earlier. But with the four different styles that we put in, we make sure that our uh, and the other thing I didn't mention is that there's a a program that I'm certified in called Cobra Self Defense, and um, Cobra just stands for Combat uh, Combat Objective Battle Ready Application. And so there's a lot of uh, um, there there are a lot of stress applications that I take from Cobra and put into my program as well. So that um, students not only are learning martial arts moves, but they need to learn how to be able to do these self-protection moves under adrenaline stress. So there's adrenaline stress training that I put them through, uh, even since you've been here. And so I would say that's the other thing that separates us as well, is we're a holistic martial arts school um, that they're going to know how to defend themselves, stand up on the ground, you know, gun, knife, just an array of things, and then also you know, going through adrenaline stress training as well. I had a, uh, we have what, what we call here our storm team. So that's a special team of role models. So those are individuals that can learn how to teach and become an instructor here. And I was doing my storm team training one time and I asked this girl and she probably was, I don't know, maybe 12 years old at the time. Yeah. And, and I asked everybody in the room, but she answered first. And I said, hey guys, what's one thing that, you know, because you've gone here, what's one thing that you've learned that's helped you in life? And uh, her name's Lindsay, and Lindsay raised her hand. I said, yes, Lindsay. And she goes, well, I know how to handle jerks now. And I go, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, because you've been a jerk to me, I know how to handle jerks. And I go, is that a compliment? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's a compliment. I said, can you kind of talk to me how I've, you know, been a jerk to you? And, And she goes, well... Just because, you know, you, you've been tough on me and, and, you know, you would put me through some of the adrenaline training, you know, yeah. she goes, now I know how to handle those adrenaline dumps when I get them. And I thought yeah. that was really priceless, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I think adrenaline training, I didn't ever think about it, but that's probably one of like the most useful, like, you know, in, in a stressful situation, because it's going to happen eventually. Um, Hopefully not, but if it well, does, you're yeah. prepared, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've even had... Uh, I spoke to a dad, uh, what was it, two weeks ago um, on the phone. His kids were here many, many years ago, and uh, he's a truck driver, mm-hmm. um, and he was watching one of our classes on, on gun defenses, and lo and behold, maybe a couple of weeks after he had watched his kids do it, and, and repetitively, right, yeah. uh, do it, or repeatedly do it, so he went to a truck stop. He goes to the bathroom, he comes out, and a person holds him up mm-hmm. on the side of his truck with a gun. Wow. He didn't know all the moves, but he knew the primary move and how to get that gun out of the way so that it wasn't pointing at him. Yeah. Actually got the gun away from the individual, and the guy ran away. That is very, that's awesome. So you talk about adrenaline stress training, but even just yeah. learning the moves from a visual aspect, you know what I mean? And he's lucky, but... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, an, that's awesome. <laughs> Saved his life, probably saved others' lives. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, I know basketball, you have to be tall. Not have to be, but you. it's favored if you're tall. You know, like swimming, maybe you're favored if you have long arms. Is there a physical attribute for karate that is favored? Like, do you have to jump, jump, or you know, anything? No, I would say that anybody uh, at any age with any physical ability can do it. Um, the nice thing is it's an individual sport. So, um, you know, you can progress at your own pace. If you want to get really good, I would say the only, and this is not a physical, this is not a physical attribute, but the only attribute that if you want to get really good is you need to have grit. 
Yeah. Like you need to have that determination that you're going to get it down or you're going to master X move or moves. I think that's the only thing. Definitely. I uh, I think I, I picked up a lot of that. Like, I, I you know, I play ping pong with my friend and I can't lose. Like, I just, I have to win. I, you know, I, I just I feel like I picked that up from here uh, from such a young age. Um, what do you know about martial arts in the Olympics? Uh, well, I know Taekwondo has been in there a long time. Um, and uh, obviously I'm not in, we, we don't implement Taekwondo here. Uh, some of the same principles, obviously, is, you know, are similar. Um, but they're sparring, Taekwondo sparring, um, Judo, Judo's been in it for a long time. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I, I, I'm not sure this year, I thought I saw that there was karate or kumite, but I'm not sure how that, uh, I'm going to see if I can set my DVR to kind of click and, and, and watch some of those things. Yeah. And, and then I, I thought also I heard that there might be forms. So like kata, you yeah. know, um, cause that's a Japanese term for forms is kata. Uh, I thought I saw that, but I'm not sure. That'd be interesting, definitely. Like it's like gymnastics and karate, like that's a form. Like you got to do it right and exact. That'd be that'd be definitely interesting to watch. Well, and I think the thing for me, uh, the exciting part is that whether it's you know taekwondo, whether it's judo, whether it's you know karate or the kumite or even um, you know the kata, if those things are in there, that just brings more awareness to uh, the martial arts. You know, back in the day, and this was before my studio was ever open. The Karate Kid is what really brought kids into yeah. the martial arts. And I'm talking about the original one, okay? I like it. Okay, like all right. <laughs> but uh, that's, you know, and, and that that actually brought kids into the martial arts industry. The problem was, up until that point, the martial arts industry wasn't for kids. Um, most of these guys that got their, you know, quote-unquote black belts and everything, and I'm not saying that that they didn't earn them, you know. Yeah. But at the time, black belts really weren't given out as they are today. Like, there wasn't as much of a structure. Um, and they definitely were black belts, but, uh, they didn't have the skills to teach kids because what they were doing is they basically were taking, you know, adults and teaching them how to, you know, basically, you know, okay. So I got a friend, he, he owns a couple of schools in New York Mm -hmm. and he even told me, he goes, I started my school back in the eighties because I wanted, I I did my training in the seventies and I wanted bodies to beat up. Wow. And so he goes, I just wanted adults in there so I could work on my stuff. And if they picked up a few things, then great. I mean, now things have shifted, but yeah. those were the type of instructors that you had back in the 80s when, yeah. you know, and it wasn't a Mr. Miyagi. It was more like the dude in Cobra Kai, yep, exactly. you know, and that, you know, to that portrayal was actually pretty close to what was happening during that time. Not yeah. uh, holistically, but mostly because most of those people weren't trained to teach kids or didn't know how to teach kids. And then, you know, fast forward. Now you have, I mean, obviously the new Cobra Kai that's on Netflix, but even before that you had the the karate kid with Will Smith's son come out, you know, and, you know, I was kind of hoping for a resurgence like that, you know? So I think that karate kid or excuse me, karate and martial arts being even more prominent in, in, in the Olympics is just going to, uh, it's going to help, bring more awareness to to the martial arts. Um, the only thing I would say, I think that martial arts, though, nowadays with parents, some parents, is being viewed as another activity. Yeah. As opposed to a way of life. And so, you know, the thing that we really try to do here is get the point across to them is, you know, are you, are you doing martial arts or are you a martial artist? Yeah. 
because there's a difference. If you're just doing martial arts, it's an activity. When it gets hard, you're going to quit. When it's yeah. uh, when you no longer want to go because you just don't want to go that day, you're going to quit. But if you if you're a martial artist, see that's where that grit comes in. Yeah. Then you're going to stick it out no matter what. Definitely. Does that kind of make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. And I and I think unfortunately our society is going that way too, yeah. where it's more of a throwaway, fast paced, fast food or whatever. I mean, you know, type yeah. society where it's instant gratification and and some of those delayed gratifications aren't. Um, aren't necessarily accepted like they should be yeah. because those are the things that actually produce long-term results is yeah. the delayed gratification. Uh, I definitely, I can relate to that. Our cross-country team and our track team both are seeing like declining numbers every single year because I don't want to run. That's too much to run. And they don't realize that there's so much more to it. There's a health aspect. There's, you know, uh, just all around general happiness I mean, you know, it's so much fun you know they sure. don't they don't look past oh i have to run they just you know they do the instant out and quit um but that was actually my next question you you touched on it very well uh it was do you know the show cobra kai and you do and uh has there been do you feel like there has been a boost in people since the show came out i don't know um I, you know when when the show came out i was excited about it especially yeah. for the nostalgia piece Definitely. Um, I was not happy with the language. Yeah. I was very, I was very, uh, let me just say I was very unhappy. You know, look, I, not that um, I can't hear somebody cuss, but yeah. th- at some point it's like, do you really got to throw all that in there for a show? Yeah. I, I, I had a couple parents maybe three or four weeks ago ask me, you know, hey, did you, have you seen Cobra Kai? Um, and I, and I told him the same thing. I said, yeah, I, I watched a few episodes and I, I think I got through maybe five episodes and, and I haven't watched any, any more. Yeah. And it's mainly because it's, it's, it's the language. And unfortunately, if young kids, the kids that I, primarily my school is a kid's school, not that I don't have adults, most of the adults yeah. that I have training here, um, their kids are doing it. Yeah. So they do it together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm hoping some of those kids aren't watching it, unfortunately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand, yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my biggest beef with Cobra Kai. I was totally juiced to watch it, but yeah. I'm like, uh, I guess if I watch it on mute. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's the disappointing part, I think, sometimes in, in movies and in shows. like you, I, I get it that some of that is real life. Yeah. Um, but I guess, well... You brought up the positivity that you picked up here. Not that your parents aren't positive people either, yeah. but because they are. Um, but that's something that I want to portray. And I just, exactly. if I decide to indulge in that, um, and somebody asks me, if, oh, hey, have you seen the latest episode? I mean, I can honestly say, no, I haven't. Yeah. Here's why. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's, it's kind of sad. There has been a lot less like PG and PG-13 movies. It's all moving to R because of language and kids growing up now are getting more and more used to it. And when I was growing up, it was, you know, none of that. You can't say it. You can't, you know, not, not like you can't say it, but it's not. Well, it's more taboo. Yeah. I mean, my wife works at a high school and she hears the F word all the time. She hears the P word all the time. Yeah. You know, in the high school. And I'm not saying I didn't say those words when I was in high school. I'm not (laughs) saying that because I did. I don't know that I said them in front of adults. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I'm sure I watched the movies that, that said those things as well. But now as an adult, I, I just, I don't want to indulge in those things, you know, yeah. just not who I am. That makes sense. Um, 
I know for golf, actually, it's kind of surprising. They have been super helped by COVID because people have started picking it up because it's one of the things you can do. Uh, and it's really helped their businesses. I know movie theaters haven't really been helped with uh, since COVID. Has your business uh, been affected greatly? Uh, not so great, you know, in the middle. What would you say? I would say, um, well, let's talk like numbers first. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year when COVID hit, uh, second quarter, uh, we were down 31%. Wow. Yeah. Uh, third quarter, we were down um, 19 And then fourth quarter was 18. So closing 2020, you can kind of see, you know, we were starting to pick back up. Yeah. Now, that being said, it could have been a lot worse. But the benefit I think that we did have was we immediately switched to virtual. Yeah. Had all of our students, you're actually sitting in the room here that we've got my virtual uh, studio, if you will. Um, But so we, but we, we were one of the only quote-unquote sports or activities, I hate to call this an activity, but one of the only activities that um, actually had the leverage to do that because you can still learn martial arts in your, in your bedroom Definitely. on a TV from a live person yeah. where that wasn't happening with basketball. That yeah, wasn't that's... happening with football. I mean, there's a lot of sports that were affected. You know, I know of dance studios that switched to virtual and some did it well, some did not do it well. Yeah. I don't know the gymnastic studios. I don't know if they were able to do that. I mean, it's kind of hard. You need a lot of room to do gymnastics. Yeah. You know, I can function in a little bit. Of, now, I also changed my curriculum a little bit and did more stand-up, did more boxing and kickboxing, uh, did a lot more drills mm-hmm. than I would have been able to do, you know, and, and less self-defense, maybe some more of a simple self-defense that you don't necessarily always need a partner for. Yeah. So we did shift in that. Um, so yes, we lost people, but, um, I, I will say that when we had the ability to quote unquote reopen, we were one of the only ones that, one of the only one, uh, activities that were able to like do it, you know, football wasn't able because there's still contact. I could still have people here and not have contact. Definitely. Yeah. So there were some, um, some great benefits to it now. Was I freaking out, you know, in the second quarter? And, you know, absolutely, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I just kind of figured if, you know, God, if God wanted me to be closed, then uh, back in 2008 when the market crashed and, the whole, you know, we lost a lot of students back then, I would have been closed. There's other things in our history that would have, should have, could have closed us by now. Yeah. So I just figured at some point I had to go, well, if he wants it closed, it's going to be closed. And if he doesn't, then we're going to survive. And we, we, we're, we are at or very close to the numbers that we were last year. Or, um, yeah. excuse me, before COVID. That's awesome. That's definitely what you want to see, especially uh, since a lot of other businesses, you know, had to shut down. I know even on the corner, I don't know where it is, they took out that furniture store. And they're adding in so much other stuff. I never knew that before. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they probably didn't, weren't succeeding because of COVID and it didn't help. But uh, as we're wrapping things up, uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, any events, social media, classes, or specials? Anything, anything at all? Um, well, I mean, everybody, if somebody's interested in their local, they definitely could, you know, uh, check us out at tristarkarate.com. Um, we do have our location here in Bradley, Illinois. And uh, in about a month, we're opening up a location in New Lenox, Illinois as well. So, um, but all that information is on tristarkarate.com. Okay. 
uh, go to tristarkarate.com, definitely. Uh, and last thing, we have a couple speed round questions, just silly, goofy questions to, to ask. Who would win in a fight, a bear versus a gorilla? Holy cow. I guess it depends on how big the gorilla is. We're going to say full-sized gorilla, full-sized bear. I, I, would, I would think the gorilla would win. Yes. That's, I, I love that answer. That's my <laughs> answer. Uh, would you eat pineapple on pizza? Yes, I do. Yes, that's the perfect answer. <laughs> I like Hawaiian pizza. Um, favorite ice cream? Oh, favorite. Jeez Louise. I don't know. I, I would say more like a coffee type. Okay. You know, I like gelato yeah. ice cream. Yeah. If I had to give, if I had to give you a, 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 you know, between regular ice cream and gelato, I love gelato. Perfect. Um, would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or a crowded broken elevator? Ski lift. Yeah, I'd probably say ski lift too. (laughs) It's gonna get cold. No no offense to people, but (laughs) I, I, I'm not necessarily claustrophobic, but I think I might become claustrophobic. Yeah, eventually. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, geez. I don't know that I have a favorite movie. Although I am a big Marx Brothers fan. So I, I love all the Marx Brothers movies. Okay. So I mean, those are oldies, but... <laughs> yeah. And it counts. It's a movie. Uh, dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's a perfect answer. My mom always says she's surprised no one has answered that yet. Oh yeah, definitely Jesus. But if there was a second, Abraham Lincoln. That's someone has said that before. That's definitely I like those two answers. Those are good answers. Well, thank you so much for being on this week. I had a blast.